Affiliate traffic and marketers can be an absolute nightmare or a blessing for your online business. Learning how to leverage affiliates to grow your online channels is a huge advantage. If affiliates aren't managed properly, they'll wreak havoc on your business by causing tremendous revenue losses and likely quite a bit of fraud. As we all know, your merchant account is going to suffer if you get the wrong affiliates. I get calls about this daily merchants, you know, freaking out that, you know, they had a bad affiliate that sent them some bad sales and then their chargeback ratios are out of control. So on this week's episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing, I put together the best advice on managing affiliate traffic from top affiliate managers and some great business owners. Trust me, this episode will help you avoid nightmares if you're thinking of working with affiliates through an agency or on your own. If you want to hear more about affiliate marketing, each guest appearing on today's episode also has a full-length episode with more great tips and ideas for you. Check out the show notes below for links to each guest episode. Yeah, first of all, I'd whitelist your offer. Like with with our network, um, we allow you to either make make your offer, your product just open to all or just only a few can have it. And it has to be by like referral only into these. So like for anybody looking as an affiliate for top offers, most top offers aren't even public. They are hidden. And you have to ask and get in touch with an affiliate manager in order to run that offer. And there's a reason why they're hidden. Uh, It's because they don't want crap traffic, right? They care about keeping processing. They want to keep their processing going. So number one, whitelist your affiliates. Make sure as a product owner, you have somebody interviewing them. Um, Some of the best networks that I've ever worked with, I had to get on Skype calls with them and I had to show them bank statements and deposits of, you know, from other affiliate networks that I actually know what I'm doing. Um, And I've been in the game for a little bit. So set your standards high because affiliates are business partners for you. Okay. They're not slaves. They are business partners. And you want to make sure that they are representing your company well. So I would recommend, again, whitelisting them, interview them, ask for resources, um, you know, really control what kind of swipe goes out there to them. And and you can't always guarantee like that they're going to be sending to the right pages, right? They can do what they want. Um, But do as much as you can to keep in contact with them and have an affiliate manager who's touching base with these guys. If you see somebody spike traffic, shut them down. Hey, I've set my cap and the cap's at 50 a day and you went to 60 and now it's redirecting to a 404 error page. Like you're just be like really hard line with this stuff. Because if you give a little bit, not what happened to me may not happen to you where they send 3000 in a day, but just be on it and manage that thing. You can't just let the thing go to seed because it will. And and they will take advantage of you. And I hate to be that pessimistic about it because I'm not a pessimistic guy, but I've just seen it and I've experienced it. So do everything you can to stay on it. Most businesses, like if they're really growing for the long term, they might use affiliates to start and to build up maybe like a pixeled audience. And then they start running their own traffic and controlling it a little bit more and controlling costs a little bit more. So that, yeah. that might be a strategy for you as you're getting going. It's going to continue to get more and more expensive, more and more competitive, and the algorithm is going to continue to change. And so I think that people are starting to see partnership marketing slash JV marketing slash, you know, affiliate marketing, which is all the same thing. Like, I think they're starting to understand that it's a critical piece of the diversification of their traffic. Yeah. And anybody that does 100% affiliate marketing and has no other way to grow their business, I get concerned with. 
But somebody that does 100% paid media, I get concerned with because they can have the rug ripped out from under them and they're lucky they haven't had it yet, right? And now they're responsible for this overhead and you know their team and everything if they, that gets shut down for God knows how long, right? And so I think that we're starting to see a big shift in in this industry of growing up, even things like when you're working with influencers in the past, you know, you'd get a fitness influencer and every couple hours they had a new supplement that they're promoting, Yeah, you know, and like a new thing. And now we're starting to see like, Hey, like we need to treat these influencers and thought leaders as real partners, pay them enough money to, you know, develop really creative campaigns to do good, you know, swipe up stories to do like all these other things and to endorse my one brand for, weight loss. And I'm going to make act as a partner with them in that and make sure that they're not promoting a bunch of other supplements because that not only devalues their trust with their followers, but that hurts my brand as well to be associated with somebody like that. So it's just, we're starting to see a maturity in the industry itself. And I'm also really loving that so many companies are wanting to hire in-house affiliate managers. Like we have an agency, but we're not going to take that many clients on. And what I think people should be doing is once you hit a certain amount of revenue, like if you're over $3 million a year and you don't have an in-house affiliate manager, I think that's crazy. And like, I think that you, your in-house affiliate manager could work with brokers or agencies, but like, really you need somebody when you're at that level, even when you're at like 2 million, you should really be looking at it, but having someone in-house, that's just driving your business forward for you every single day is so, so, so important. And I think that we're starting just to see like a transition of, of, of people really growing up with each other and also needing and recognizing that we need to invest more into our people, right? Like we need to invest more into making sure that their affiliate managers, that they have good support around them, good KPIs, good scorecards. They have a coach that they can talk to on a regular basis, that they have, you know, a place like tribe where they can go and like find new business or continue deepening their relationship with current people, like that we're investing into the right conferences for them, not just giving them a credit card and sending them out and having them, you know, get your you know clients drunk. It's like, do that, but also come back with very clear KPIs of what your expectation was. And then we're going to decide, was this a good conference for our company monetarily or not? Because I think the days of going and buying tables and doing all that and yeah. spending money willy nilly, I think is also starting to lessen more and more, the more that we become more professional overall as an industry. And I'm, I'm really excited about the direction that it's going. All right. Let's say that you have a, just keep the math simple. Let's say you have a $100 CPA, $100 affiliate payout that you offer, right? And let's say you have a super affiliate that's a media buyer on YouTube. Now, typically these affiliates like to, you know, see if they're a really good affiliate, they like to see, you know, at least 50% margin or double their money, whatever their margin that they want is, but you're paying them a hundred bucks. That means if they're running on YouTube as your affiliate, that they're probably, their CAC, their customer acquisition costs is probably somewhere between 50 and 70 bucks, right? So they're making 30 to 50 bucks on every sale that they do. All right, well, okay, I'm doing the math here. That means if I'm good, if I have a team that can get good at buying media on YouTube, just like that affiliate, right? Um, then I can get the CAC for 50 bucks. Now my margins, I'm, I'm eating that extra margin for myself. But that's the other big reason um, why... <laughs> getting a fucking media buying team is very valuable. If, if you've been in the game long enough and you know what you're doing, it's all based on EPC. So, I mean, if you're going to have like some pissing match price war, then like by all means, like that's fine. But 
to me at the end of the day, it's how it's backing out. So, I mean, there's advertisers and networks that are going to give you $80 say on an offer, but they're going to scrub the shit out of it on the back end. So like, ultimately if, you know, we're giving you 60 and it's backing out the same, like, what does it matter? So I feel like that's kind of how I see it. It's like do an AB test. If there's backs out higher, great. Like, nobody blames you go with them but if it doesn't and that's why then like having that having that payout wars you know not really worth it most of the time and that anybody that has been in the industry for long enough knows that no for sure and you know test both offers because at the end of the day, somebody could say $90 versus 60, but they're converting like shit. Um, Maybe your offer is, you know, a lot of US traffic, but this guy, you know, for example, has European traffic. So it's not going to work well on your offer. It's not going to convert well and stuff like that. So, you know, test things out. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I tell merchants the same thing when it comes to like their payment processing is like, don't just look at that first price. You got to look at what they're charging for transaction fees and for chargebacks and for statement fees and all that. And you got to take all that stuff out before you get to that bottom part. So um, all affiliates and, you know, advertisers and publishers listening, test things like split your traffic in two or three, you know, depending on how much you have and make sure you you have, um, you know, everybody kind of on an equal playing field. And I think that if you're an affiliate manager and owner kind of running your own department, that's something that I'd be doing. Also a lot of affiliate managers and list managers that they don't like getting on the phone, neither do business owners. So my thing is still let them see you. So what I would do is, you know, Spotify and Buzzfeed and all these people have end of year Here's all the top songs that you listen to. So if you can't get them on a phone call to map out 2022 together, what I would do is film something bomb bomb or screencast-o-matic or, you know, whatever worked really, really well. And I would just be like, get on. And first and foremost, thank you for being our partner. Here's this, this, and this. Like, I know you're busy and you couldn't get on a phone, but keep it short, no more than five minutes. But like, let them see you, I think is a really important thing. And just let them know, like, I'd love to get on a phone call, no more than 30 minutes. If any of this sounds amazing to you, you know, let's do that. And then bullet the main points and make them interesting underneath, you know, and take the time. So just kind of looking at how are your different silos of teams working? Do our SOPs need to be updated? Can we set up a whole, you know, year's worth of campaigns as much as possible with our top affiliate partners? Can we just get 25% more from as many of them as we can? What needs to happen to do that? What levers can we input? What can we give them more or less CPA on? Like just really looking at that whole thing, I think is really important. Uh, I want to say, I mean, basically before you kind of know how the traffic's going to back out, I mean, you definitely want to be net 30 um, just because, you know, the advertiser is probably how they pay you, you know, so you don't want to like put the cart before the horse, (laughs) you know, be like, this is going to be great. And then it's not, you know, so then you always want to like put your best practices forward, you know, so that you are watching out for the company that you are working for. And then basically if, you know, things are working well, then I think you could always have a probability to maybe move to net 15, you know, as long as I think if you have a great relationship, you know, with the publisher as well as the advertiser. One of the biggest issues that people have when they go into affiliate marketing is they, they have a, if you build it, uh, they will come mentality. And they think affiliate marketing uh, is the easy part. They've already built their business. Now they just open it up to the world and stuff will happen. Uh, and we have a lot of vendors who come with that mentality and they fail. 
uh, we really think that most vendors that are serious about uh, going this way should hire an affiliate manager, hire somebody whose sole purpose is to build relationships and go and meet people, connect one-on-one, go to events, because that one person could take you uh, and make you grow 10x. But if you're not going to invest in that, uh, you're not going to grow. And I know that maybe an offer owner says right now, I don't have the money to do that. But there's there's ways you can structure an affiliate manager's pay. So it's much more commission-based. And so you're only paying them when they make you money. Yeah. And that's a, a good way to uh, take low risk, but get in a, an employee to work for you to grow this side of your business. Because it really has to be seen as is two sides almost. There's the offer and then there's the affiliates. Um, I'd probably start small in, in-house and just okay. with a couple of affiliates. I mean, just to see, you know, you don't want to, like, I always say like, you always got to start with your grassroots, you know? Okay. I mean, I feel like that's a huge thing. If, if you don't have the grass still growing, you know, and you don't water the little seeds, then it's like, you may have some big seeds here and there. And then it's like, they might go like this, you know? But you always got to have the solid foundation. So I feel like if you're new, and I think that's something you should always focus on is grassroots, 100%. Thanks for listening. And in order to help me continue producing great content for you, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thank you. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.